welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, satsrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privyat. It's really, really good to be with you again, and I know you're going to really enjoy joining us today because we have a very special guest and it's Dr. Mari Kovanen. I hope I said that right. Yes, absolutely. And to that beautiful list of uh, greetings, I would also like to add my my original Finnish, hey, which is very, you know, it's quite easy because, yeah. Um, So, hey. Hey. So lovely to be here and I'm really excited about this conversation. Yes, me too. And uh, Dr. Mari, will you please tell us more about who you are and what you do? Okay, so I'm a registered psychologist and I'm also a conscious dating coach. I um, So I have kind of two roles. So I have a therapy practice, but I've then now moved on to really focusing on dating coaching and uh, I love everything about relationships and helping people with their relationship at different stages of their relationships. So now we're more talking about kind of finding the right kind of partner and focusing on that. Very cool. Very cool. Ah, So what got you interested in working in this area? I'm wondering as a with your psychology background and all mm. well the psychology was i was interested in from day one i think from the kind of doing my going to um even before university doing a little bit of sort of um uh, there um and and you know like doing what would be your equivalent of high school i suppose uh and then going into psychology but when we are talking about specifically about relationships Um, because originally I trained as as an occupational psychologist and I realized that that wasn't giving me the kind of relationships that I wanted to really kind of have you know in work and help people with their relationships but the inspiration really then to do my doctorate and, and and everything came from I suppose my own like often it does your own my own struggles and and kind of sort of trying to navigate first as um as a single woman the dating world and this was the the sort of early days of internet dating when it was still considered a little bit embarrassing (laughs) and, and only meant for people who were desperate for whatever reason I don't know that's it was new and and so on so that and then I met my husband and then I realized that I really wanted to understand more about how we relate with each other what makes relationship work what why don't they work and all of that so that relationship then became really focused on my work and in many different ways and and on different levels That is so cool. That is so cool. Thank you for sharing that part of your journey with us. And it actually made me think about, I've seen some of uh, the posts that you make on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the topics you're so awesome at um, sort of speaking to is how to navigate the pressures of dating life. Mm. And we uh, let's talk more about that. So, uh, in that context, can you uh, maybe start us off by sharing one of the big problems you see um, clients, your clients facing? 
Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. Hope you're getting value out of it. For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers, the Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me, your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Hmm. So when we are take, I guess dating in, in different phases of our lives is quite different. Yeah. So when you are in your 20s, maybe, and but also there's some cultural differences in that too. But generally, say in your early 20s or so, dating can be quite easy in many ways because you're naturally meeting people in various, you know, you go to study and you meet lots of people and, and so on. Um, and then the kind of the dating sort of changes in some ways. You start to settle more into working world and yes, you might be meeting people, but maybe you don't want to be meeting those people you don't want to necessarily I certainly never wanted it's almost like that's the secret code is like don't touch that place where you are because it can get really awkward um but of course some people do find love through that you know that way too but so in your 20s it's quite in there's lots of activity but also especially for women when you are approaching maybe late 20s and then going into 30s and if you haven't found that person your person yet and then when you start to realize that your friends are starting to get engaged uh, and maybe they're living together or that you know there's all of these sort of natural kind of progressions in their relationships and you start to wonder well when is it going to happen for me and now I'm this and this age, okay, I'm 29, I'm turning 30 and panic, panic. Will this mean that I will never find that one? Or, okay, I'm turning now 35 and oh my goodness, I've got only limited time, you know, if I want to have a family and all of that. So there's a lot of pressure, especially on women. And, and men do experience it to a degree, but in a different way. It's, of course, it's not exactly the same for them. So, um, yeah, there is this sort of biology and, and, and that can push people to make quite rash decisions sometimes and jump into situations where they realize probably then later on, okay, maybe I didn't think about this kind of really fully. And I think the biggest kind of mistake that I notice that people make is that especially, excuse me, um excuse me sorry just uh, recovering still from a cold a little bit um especially when you are under that pressure and um and and i guess this i disney in many ways and all these lovely Hollywood films are all about you kind of you meet someone you meet them in their whatever grocery store or something or you go somewhere and you meet this person and then you live happy, happily ever after and not at one any point it's like the the main you know the female character goes through a whole thinking process it's like okay who am I and what do I really want and what kind of relationship and and then kind of really sort of assessing and really in a conscious way and in a very mindful way of thinking about okay this is a very big decision in the same way as when you are choosing a job 
you know, you don't just launch into it, whatever kind of looks good on paper. You spend a lot of time assessing, is this the right one or that one or what? So people often kind of launch into relationships and also, um, and I made all of these mistakes, so I know from <laughs> personal experience too. Um, but also we're not really necessarily always aware the cocktail of hormones that we actually we get intoxicated when we see someone who we are attracted to and that person might not actually be the right person for a relationship but if we are not aware we might think oh this chemistry this amazing cocktail that i'm feeling right now this must mean that this is you know, this is love and this is going to be the person for me for however long and, you know, for a long term relationship. But actually, not necessarily. Do they, does that person have good relationship qualities? Do they also want the same things in life? Do they share a similar type of lifestyle? Um, and if not, it could be that it's just the attraction. And and so it's really important to kind of slow down even under the kind of the ticking biological clock. In, in some ways it's like, you know, there's sometimes this phrase that to go faster, you need to go slower. Because if you try to go faster, you probably end up in the wrong place. But if you take things super slow, you kind of approach it in that sort of way and maybe you need to reassure yourself and that it will happen it will happen but i need to spend some time figuring out who am i and what what is it that i want in a relationship what type of person might be a really good match for me mm. what type of lifestyle and i think this is the lifestyle is really important because if I'm, for example, a person who, and especially when people enter like 30s, maybe 20s is much more sociable. And when you start to enter your 30s, you may be like, okay, well, I've, I've been so social and yes, I might in, you know, enjoy social activities, but maybe not to the same degree as, especially with busy careers and everything. So then maybe in my 30s, I want to maybe slightly quiet life in some ways, just to, you know, balance the out and what have you. But if I then meet someone who wants, you know, who wants to go out and many men, for example, enjoy watching sports. So if it's a guy, um, um, taking a very English kind of um, example here, if it's a guy who loves to go to the pub and watch sports there a lot, and if that's not for you, that's going to create a lot of problems because your lifestyles are very different and what you want in the long term. So, you know, there is that kind of one of the biggest mistakes is really the rushing into things without um, consciously thinking, OK, how will this plan out? And, and if I spend kind of time getting to know someone and thinking about this and and often the most kind of long lasting relationships are the ones sort of slow burners almost um actually interesting last week at the hairdressers um there was a really sweet lady came there and this lady she said oh tomorrow is our 60th wedding anniversary and um the hairdresser said oh well I don't know if I would be able to be with my partner for such a long time. You know, it's a very long time. And she said, oh, but we love each other. And she said, don't you someone who you kind of, you know, immediately fall in love with madly and, 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 and choose someone instead who you really like. So I guess she's repeating the same sort of message. They're not just going on the and acting on the hormonal kind of cocktail but actually finding someone whose personality is good and and of course there needs to be some sort of chemistry too but that can grow as you get to know someone and um and appreciate their qualities and and so on yeah you know you made so many excellent excellent points there and 
I think this distinction between between you know the the emotional like cocktail that we can experience mm. that's like so exciting in a way mm. um but to not equate that with love in terms mm. of the love that um is needed and necessary for us to 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 create and maintain especially a long term relationship mm. that is such a important um thing i think for us to talk about because so often um like i i i can remember um having conversations with um with friends and family where you, you know like relationships crop up because of uh of, of this exact issue where people are struggling mm-hmm. um <clears throat> because on the one hand when you're experiencing that emotional cocktail that's so passion fueled and filled and exciting mm. to feel i mean emotions are the strongest motivators of our actions and absolutely our and so it's so difficult to resist mm. um where they want to lead us and um you know this idea that is oftentimes also romanticized in the context of relationships of follow your heart and you're like mm. experiencing all these intense emotions and if i follow them isn't that me following my heart and isn't that mm. the best way for me to find the love that i'm seeking you know so mm. it gets very confusing i think um especially if it's like the first time you've experienced mm. yeah. this emotion mm. absolutely and many people who have spoken with the the first time ever you, you will remember that person forever they will leave a mark because it is so intense and it's the first breakup the, the first person and the first breakup it's um it's really intense and and it's not that you know is not intense or is not deep with someone else later but is there something about this kind of new experience and and following your heart it does not mean that you just act on on a whim in some ways um because if you and and I guess you need to and then we are talking about now going into your sort of late 20s and and 30s or even you know beyond where you've got some experience about relationships usually and you understand a little bit about yourself and more and and it's um really kind of assessing that okay I'm I'm having these you know the more you understand yourself so like, okay I'm I'm having these strong feelings about this person but i also been curious about i wonder why that is does the person have these qualities that i'm looking for in a relationship okay do they you know are they kind compassionate are they able to openly talk about things um and also kind of i always say to clients you know when you do your list of what you want in a relationship what type of person also seek out for evidence on the dates mm. so that you are not filling the gaps because our brains very good is like okay, if we want something you know and if we're attracted to someone we might just fill in the gaps and then hope for the best <laughs> but it's you know what's what does the evidence say do mm. they have these kind of qualities then would mean that they there's potential for that long term because in long term you need the sort of qualities to be able to really work together as someone who also wants you know to commit and and work through and iron out any kind of difficulties and and so on um so that's really important Yeah, yeah, and you know what you just made me think about also is 
it depending on our relationship goals it's like whether i want a long term sustainable loving relationship or i want or i'm open to having a more short term a passionate relationship mm. might i mean i mean hopefully like when we go into it you know you you, you don't maybe necessarily wish for it to be short term but mm. but that you're open to that possibility that it might be short because mm-hmm. you're sort of you know in that uh, mindset of exploring and discovering mm-hmm. um that would also sort of change the kind of strategies that you utilize in um how you even think about going about like looking for somebody i suppose mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. opening yourself up to somebody um finding you um mm-hmm. and in that context i imagine you know um there's different dynamics when it comes to navigating well what kind of pressures do you experience in the dating context and mm. how to navigate them mm. yeah oh you mean like the online dating antics and um what you know there is so much and and a lot of times people say oh but no one really wants commitment they just want short term or this kind of situationships which are really kind of all the relationship benefits except the commitment yeah so it looks like on many ways like a relationship but we are not kind of defined by it um and then one thing i think is really important for us to kind of be aware is that us women are biologically as much as we sometimes may wish that it wasn't the case but we are um designed in a different way to men and when i um, need to mention women's empowerment i guess as in many ways tried to convince us that we are exactly the same whereas yes in many ways we are all humans but we have also different kind of biological makeup which then rewards different things we get um rewarded by you know certain dopamine and what have you in different ways for different things and sometimes women have said to me is i you know i i tr- i tried i wanted to have this sort of very casual relaxed attitude to a relationship but what happened is that when we then actually you know it became physically intimate and everything and and then i wanted more but he didn't and what's wrong with me now because i can't do it well there are biological reason explaining it because women very much um there is oxytocin which is like a cuddle hormone and with intimacy physical intimacy we get that sort of cocktail and that bonds us with that person whereas for men is a different hormone so it's and that re- responds in a different way so it we are not the same at all so in some ways women need to be quite careful in terms of entering certain type of situations because the chances are quite high that you will burn yourself in those situations and if you just hope that maybe he will then you know decide that he wants to be with you as well but the chances are that he doesn't um and so there is that kind of i guess the the empowerment piece here for women is that speak up for what you want in a relationship and communicate that from the day one is that this is what i'm looking for if he's not on the same page right there will be someone else don't waste your time on that person and if you want to explore go and explore but be aware that this might lead you in a situation where you you get your you know your fingers point or or you know it, it's it it becomes really hard for you mm-hmm. um because you've created these feelings um developed these feelings towards a person who then is not on the same page yeah yeah oh 
you just you know made me think about like in my in my indian pakistani culture mm-hmm. uh, you know there's a lot of double standard that um we experience in society when it comes to how men get to act and how women get mm-hmm. to act and be treated by society in response and you know over the last um so many decades as more and more at least in the big cities the cultures have been becoming westernized mm-hmm. you know um the uh, there is especially in the upper classes i know i've experienced there's this um growing um openness and movement towards you know having a more western lifestyle mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. the context of for example being open to dating uh, mm-hmm. having uh relationships um a romantic relationships outside of of uh, the marriage context or or uh, looking for uh relationships without the explicit um understanding that you are evaluating somebody for the purpose mm. of getting married to them mm-hmm. and in this context one of the dynamics that we have seen because of the um um sort of sexism i suppose that that is uh, the, um that is part of the culture unfortunately that on the one hand you know like for example the women who are you know wanting to lead a more empowered and free mm-hmm. lifestyle where they feel more free because you know in our in our traditional culture um there was a lot of repression and suppression mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it, i mean i understand when people want to feel like ah oh, i want to move away from that mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. a sense of uh wanting freedom and so then it's like well what's the other model that you can follow mm-hmm. and for a lot mm-hmm. of us in that context the other model is what we think we see in the west mm-hmm. uh working for people Uh, but what happens is that for women who who end up you know going this route of dating and not necessarily insisting upon oh we have to um uh, you know if you're meeting and so forth <laughs> because we want to get married and so on so forth what happens is that a lot of times the, the relationship will proceed to a certain certain um um point and mm-hmm. then the men will back out and their mm. excuse that they give is that um yes i love to date you but i don't want to mm. marry you because mm. my family has other expectations of mm. if a wife i have yeah. and so mm. it's like they're very happy to date women who are open to dating without mm. insisting on marriage but when it comes time to get married those are the women that they will reject mm. because mm. they are going against society's um mm. and their family's yeah. uh, vision of what an ideal wife mm. is like and it's yeah. just so it's just it, i find it really um really annoying to put it mildly <laughs> because then you know the these women have been labeled and they get ostracized yeah. Yeah. and they've not been struggling even more to find somebody right to yeah um but the men are given like a free pass even if mm. they have histories of having dated many women and so forth they're still considered to be fine eligible bachelors for yeah. marriage yeah. and it's like yeah. what's with the double standards and you yeah know, yeah so like when i think about women's empowerment just i i love the point that you made is that for us as women like we cannot our goal and the way that we achieve empowerment cannot be to copy the men that's yeah, actually not empowering yeah. at all we so have true. to find our yeah. own we have to absolutely 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 we are made in a different way and and also i mean that's the richness of it all i wouldn't like to be a man i wouldn't 
I, I have two boys, amazing, and a husband, but I wouldn't like to <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, you know, you, you get different, I think, benefits in some ways for being a woman and different things and different experiences. But you can be kind of equally powerful, but in a different way. Are you, um, and I guess the difficulty is that women be kind of either repressed, don't say anything. But we're talking about more in, in when you're dating consciously, is that you are empowering yourself to find the bright kind of partner. You are empowering yourself to make decisions that work for you and asking for your needs to be met, even at the dating stage. I mean, I've, you know, like some clients have said, I said to the guy, I don't like texting. Please don't text me. If you want to speak to me, call me. You know, um, because I don't want to spend my all of my time on the text, you know, doing all of, you know, um, these millions of messages and what have you. I've got no time for it. So, you know, it's, it's like asking, how do I even want to date? And, um, but also going into a relationship that what is that, what is that, that I want to have and what kind, you know, what's important for me. And that's being empowered when you are communicating about your needs and owning your needs yeah. instead of trying to mold yourself to be the, the, the right one for that person. If that person is not willing to kind of negotiate or not even negotiate, but you know, if they're not on the same page, they're just not the right person. And if you then kind of waste your time on that person, then the right person, you know, you're not available for the right person. So let go of that one. And then this other person could be there just around the corner. Yeah. You know, uh, so I'm wondering, Dr. Mari, what is your definition of love? You know, this kind of love mm. that allows us to create these happy, healthy, sustainable, long-term relationships. How do you, uh, like, when you think about what it means, um, how do you define that as opposed to, I guess, the more emotional cocktail kind of thing? Mm, yeah. That is, a, is a, I, I think it's the, some of the ingredients are really commitment to the process. And it very much is a process. And it's a project. It's like the life project that this shared goal, commitment to it, respecting each other, um, trying to kind of see the the sort of approach with compassion not always easy because you know for depending on the state of your mind and what have you um but of course there is a part of it is this sort of hormonal response but that does wear out so then it becomes about friendship yeah. and those shared values and life goals um the commitment to this because yeah if we don't commit you know then that that in in itself um yeah there is no if we don't commit then we are what is the point of this then it's just then a passing kind of um situationship um so there's so much more i think kind of friendship base is a really good, in the same way as that little lady at the hairdressers was saying about, you know, find someone who you actually like. Yeah. Um, and then the everything extra kind of comes on top of it. But yeah. that helps you to navigate many kind of situations in life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, you just made me think about... Um... Quote, I can't remember who the quote is by, but it, it's something to the effect of um, um, this person. I, it might be Martin Luther King Jr., I'm not sure, but I mm -hmm. think it might have been him, or it was one of the other uh, big 
leaders that we know uh, who who committed to the practice of nonviolence. Mm. everything that you do and so uh you know in the context of practicing nonviolence, you know there's a value of uh unconditionally loving everyone mm. and um so in in uh, somebody was questioning this leader about you know well how can you just love everyone um and what does that even mean what does that look like what does that mm. feel like and so he said he he said you know i love everybody in the sense uh, well uh, but i don't necessarily always like everybody yeah yeah and so he made that distinction between love Absolutely. and like and so for him the love that he was talking about is this um is a is you know a love like a spiritual love a love that you mm-hmm. can actually cultivate for anyone and everyone even mm-hmm. your enemies people who have hurt you because the spiritual love is more of a recognition of how we are all connected to each other like yeah. we yeah. like each other or not we're mm-hmm. still you know part of this interconnected interdependent mm. whole and we impact each other in all kinds of ways and so to recognize that is you know a form of experiencing spiritual love and to you know and because you know with nonviolence you're committed to not harming anyone else and yeah and the underlying um motivation for that comes from this recognition of we're all interconnected we are all interdependent and so if you mm-hmm. hurt someone else directly or indirectly you end up hurting yourself mm-hmm. and so you know from that place you practice unconditional love for everyone yeah. but um you don't necessarily always like somebody mm-hmm. and absolutely uh, and you know for me it made me think about and what you were just sharing it made me think about how oftentimes we downplay um like we think liking somebody is like a lower value mm. or a lower level of how you can relate to somebody mm, mm. and loving is more and better yeah. but yeah. actually in the context uh, of the relationships um uh you know liking is really 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 important yeah absolutely absolutely it's the we yeah we need to separate the person from the actions um absolutely we can love someone but they might have qualities and actions that absolutely drive us bonkers um and then as we're saying that trying to find the compassion and seeing that we are all here trying to figure out this life and we are all we all struggle in different ways at different times but the intention is that the person's intentions are good even if it may come out in the wrong way right yeah. now and especially when we're talking about partners and and then kind of you know um relationships and trying to see that that we are all here but also often trying to see and this is maybe in in dating one needs to be a little bit careful with this this is more about when we're talking about in an established relationship that you that trying to see that the other person is perhaps is they kind of the inner child the hurting inner child acting So what I'm saying that we need to be cautious about that when we are dating that we don't make excuses for someone's bad behavior by saying oh but they've had such a hard life and now they're behaving in this way. Okay. That's probably true and and but they but you don't need to be the rescuer. Right. Or or should not be a rescuer as a partner. So then if that is the case and you meet someone you need to be kind of really here you need to feel you know be empowered and really look but does what could this person offer for me in the relationship could they actually offer 
anything that I'm looking for in a relationship. There are other sources where they can get support for for their suffering. Right. Um, mm. Oh, you just made me think about one of my dearest friends who got engaged a while back. This was a while back. And uh, the person that she got engaged to um, turned out, like as she got to know him more, mm. she, she found that he had this very intense side to him that where that would come out like you know when you first met him mm. seemed to be very normal and just fine yeah. um, mm. all that but as she got to know him better it's like oh there's all this like um, stuff that you went through and there's this intense side to him that comes out um, especially when we're alone and my friend actually happens to be like a brilliant uh, relationship coach herself and uh so she she saw like she could deal with him uh you know she could um sort of respond with compassion and mm-hmm. this and that um but you know when it came down to like making the decision of okay should we get married where is this relationship going do we need want to keep this relationship going mm-hmm. he was very attached to her because mm-hmm. he was like oh you're you're the first person i've met mm-hmm. who understands me was able to help me so he just wanted to hold on to her and yeah yeah but i think what she shared with me about why she finally decided to break it off with him is because she was like I don't want to be his therapist. I didn't yeah. want to be his yeah. coach. I didn't, you know, yeah. like, I want a partner who um, is my partner. And yeah, not yeah my absolutely. Partner. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh, this, but this, I think also, oh, this is also something that I think I have a little bit of a pet peeve when it comes to like one of the, in our, in my Indian Pakistani culture that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially this expectation is placed on women where the the men have all kinds of problems mm-hmm. and their family, their solution, it seems like no, their solution is, oh, let's get him married. Mm-hmm. Will that was sorted out. Married. <laughs> and I'm like, no, how can you, <laughs> like, and how can the, the, parents and the family of the girl mm. find that kind of thinking acceptable because it may or may not work out great for the guy to yeah. have a, yeah. a wonderful caring woman that he gets to marry uh, and she may or may not be able to actually end up helping him but what Absolutely. about the woman you know who's going yeah. to, have to deal with this man who's traumatized and yeah. acts out and all of that kind yeah. of stuff that's not a fair um i think exchange no that no, no. there's like so much pressure and expectation mm-hmm. that no yeah. you're a woman you know it's your job it's your role to be a caregiver and mm-hmm. you know that he needs you you know that mm-hmm. um so you know and you want to be needed you feel like um you know you need like you feel like somehow we we uh, um, we actually we choose to stay in the relationship because because we're like oh I can help this person here yeah. and um, you know that makes you feel needed and maybe important or I don't know what mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. and so you actually can make that the motivation to stay yeah. But it's not always necessarily a very healthy or wise um, motivation. No, no. And they're usually in that in that scenario, that person initially the helper, or there's this kind of a drama triangle um, where you know that if you're the rescuer, mm. you might initially kind of get your needs met by feeling exactly wanted and needed and that's all nice but if you try to help this person who's kind of falling into this sort of victim mode and and when he then doesn't act in the way that you want him to and there's the frustration and then it's like yes but I thought that if I give you all of this you will then become this person 
Yeah. But it's the person, the guy in this case, he needs to find his own way. She won't be able to do it. Yeah. So then there's if she will become frustrated and this relationship is not in any way kind of she's not getting what she was hoping to get is an equal partner. Yeah. And um and over time that's really is really draining. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I have one more question. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I just looked at the at the time and I was like, well, mm-hmm. I think we better start wrapping up. But I have one more question at least for mm-hmm. Um And so we talked a lot about today, you know, the cocktail of emotions that we can feel and, you know, sort of uh, being driven by them. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, do you have any tips for how to manage, like if you're experiencing that, that kind of passion or, you know, that cocktail of emotions, um, any tips for how to manage that so that we can, um, not let that be the sole driver of our mm-hmm. year and we can mm-hmm. take some of that, uh, slower, um, uh, sl- uh, yeah, and you know, also be able to slow ourselves down, as you were saying, yeah. so we mm-hmm. take that bigger yeah. perspective and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, so many things, but it's self-awareness first of all, and understanding maybe what this person kind of, what is it about this person? Is it just their appearance, or? quite likely that there's going to be something about this person that triggers maybe past wounds within us Ah. and this is an intense so we need to be really self-aware so there's that piece of understanding my own history relationships when did I not get my needs met in relationships and also having your kind of concrete list exactly what do I want in a relationship what would that relationship look like and doing maybe meditations on that and really spending kind of connecting inwards um and and grounding oneself and yes if it feels okay depending on how I suppose um for some people dating multiple people at the same time is okay from others it might feel draining so if the reason why it might be helpful because then you're not kind of putting your eggs in one basket and getting too involved with one person but you are actually keeping your options open so it can be helpful because if you're just getting to know someone you're going for maybe i don't know coffee dates or or something like that um when you're really getting to know so you are sort of being able to then slow down and getting to know someone and and not interviewing but kind of like it's an exchange and then at the same time listening all the time that am I hearing and also observing this type of behaviors um, that I'm looking for in the relationship. So yeah, all of this and journaling also kind of really understanding what's going on. All of those kind of things can be really helpful. Mm. Um, And maybe, yeah, it's maybe setting some rules for myself that okay um and i guess one thing is really to say okay if i set a rule that there is no um physical intimacy before exclusivity then that sort of sometimes i think that can be quite difficult for modern women to kind of navigate that because maybe that feels like there's a pressure that I need and maybe the guy's putting pressure but if he's putting pressure and you are not on the same page that's a sign that maybe he's not the right person if he's putting too much pressure and he's not respecting you when else would he not be then respecting you so um yeah so kind of keeping that as a as a sort of um rule for yourself and and for dating so that allows you to really take it slow and and also you don't need to be kind of talking to someone all the time you know all of these yeah actually that's an important point don't go on this ma- this text message marathons because 
they really create like a false sense of intimacy but it's not real it's not really until you are in a you know face to face you are really observing someone and um and kind of getting to know so that you can observe and and if someone's just sending messages and what have you yes we get dopamine hits and so on we get rewards but um it's not real you know so you know real relationships we build over time and um i just need to slow down and and focus on giving myself the love that i'm really looking for then so that i'm giving myself the love first so then the attention the male attention maybe that's just uh you know the dating is just an additional thing to my life it doesn't become the source of sort of attention and love but i'm giving myself that first yes oh i love that and that is a wonderful bit of wisdom for us to wrap up on do you have any uh last things that you would love to share with our audience so i would love to share with the with the audience my pre-date bliss meditation which can absolutely help with this slowing the whole process down and preparing for first date second date whatever date or even before going on um dating apps can be quite triggering so you might feel quite activated so if you feel that you maybe need to kind of ground yourself and turn inwards before you use an app for example or even before you go on the date then going and and kind of connecting with yourself first so then when you go on the date you feel more present and when you are more present you're able to enjoy yourself better but also you are then able to see his behavior instead of kind of worrying about that will he like me and all you know of course we are always thinking about you know will he like you and so but not just focusing on that that what do i need to be for him to like me but actually i can be myself more because i'm connecting myself with myself first so it all goes back to the empowering myself to be kind of the the full person myself and i'm supporting myself um here and then i can meet that other person from that place and um and if they seem like they have the qualities and the interaction and everything that's that's kind of good and i'm enjoying myself right then that's really then maybe there could be a second date and and so on but um yeah so that's the the purpose of the pre-date meditation is to kind of help you really to get grounded and uh prepare yourself for a date and and so on awesome i love that and thank you so much for sharing that gift with us uh, dr mari so my last reminder to all of our listeners is please make sure you check the show notes because we will yeah. drop dr mari's links in there including the link for you to access this pre-date meditation that will be so helpful thank you again so much dr mari i i'm just so grateful for all the time you and wisdom you have shared with us today no thank you it's been so lovely to have this conversation thank you for having me yes and until we connect next time i wish you lots and lots of peace and joy oh thank you you too bye